challenge you in such a way that could be really beautiful and it could be really tempestuous but <laughs> they just want they, that you you know on a soul level that they have come mm. to take you to the next level or actually you kind of go 10 levels up really when you get to live through those challenges so yeah this year I met my twin flame and it's Welcome to Doing It For The Dharma. In this series, we'll be following the stories of inspiring humans who are following their soul's calling. I'm your host, Maddie Lynch, the vegan yogi traveler, and it is my mission to share these inspiring stories with you so that you too can feel the inspiration to follow your dharma. Hello, beautiful beings. Welcome back to yet another episode of Doing It For The Dharma. So this episode will be part two of Chris's story. So if you haven't listened to part one, make sure you pause this, go ahead, listen to part one, and then come back to Chris's epic adventure of a life. And um, before we dive in, I just love to share a little bit about what is happening for me right now in life if you are at all curious so if you guys have been listening you'll know that I've been in Australia for a while now almost one year and I've been bouncing around different yoga communities and I'm currently in a beautiful little town called Bellingham which has been very very expensive and nourishing but my time in Australia is drawing to a very fast ending as in about four weeks time I'm going to be going to the Caribbean to be reunited with my beautiful beloved and um, I share a little bit about my my meeting of my love in this episode as uh, Chris and I well Chris dives into twin flame theory twin flame connections discovering soul connections which is so beautiful and so so relevant as that's what I'll be doing I'll be heading to the Dominican Republic yeah in about four weeks time and I'm so excited and I'll be spending my last few weeks in Australia just reconnecting with soul family regrounding in with the earth and the sacred land that has held me so beautifully during my time here so yeah I'm really looking forward to (laughs) sharing the rest of my journey with you as I do so on my Instagram and my website as well veganyogitraveler.com um yeah so I wanted to share that but going back to Chris in part two of this episode Chris shares with us a little bit of a journey of becoming a meditation teacher and she dives into transcendental meditation what that is a little tool and how we can access these states of transcended consciousness ourselves and Chris actually also has beautiful meditations on insight timer which is a free meditation app um so definitely check her out on there I've, I've listened to them all the time before bed and I absolutely love them they're so well made she also shares about working as a mentor for women and what that brings and towards the end of the episode she shares about the spiritual power of having children which is really really interesting um I've definitely been someone who said my whole life I never want to have children I never want to have children and um 
since living in Bellingham and seeing these amazing women who thrive in their own dharma and do also have children, it's, it's definitely very, very inspiring to see this new perspective. So I will leave it at that for now. I hope you enjoy part two of this episode and I'll see you on the flip side. But we're also holding, you know, meditation nights here so that we can teach people how to meditate deeper and how to, like we were talking about before, just focusing on that love. How do we focus on our inner world and stay true to love? So that's the beautiful dance that I find around here, the energy exchange with other people that's just so gorgeous. Mm, so so beautiful and I'm like oh I just love you doing so many different things and so many different elements and and I'm curious from Gemini to Gemini (laughs) how do you what kind of style of meditation resonates best with you because for me personally I find it so challenging to sit still and just focus on one thing because you know like our natural state is to be like here and here and here so for me like I meditate through writing poetry through dance yoga and movement but I'm curious like how that whole experience is for you and and kind of how you've grown through your meditation journey yeah I've never been able to sit down and focus on nothing ever (laughs) right yeah (laughs) it's so busy in my head so when I learned transcendental meditation about how many years ago was it maybe five years ago four or five, I thought, wow, this is amazing to have a tool, to have a mantra that I can focus on that takes me deep. And it also just keeps me centered in this act of meditation. It was just so beautiful. I find though that now I probably, like if I got up early to meditate, I would probably spend five minutes instead of 20 minutes. I probably just spend five minutes with the mantra and then I would move on to other things. So I would do like a chakra healing just focusing on my chakras and focusing on what they need or what they're trying to tell me then I might connect in with my guides and then have a chat with them or I might sit with the crystal and let the crystal just heal do its thing I might burn some palo santo or some sage and then just move around the house and just let my body guide me or I might just go sit by the beach and just hang out and let that be my meditation so yeah I do have a a really big toolbox when it comes to Mm -hmm. meditation and I think that's so key and I've actually heard a lot of people say uh you know in 2020 how much the energies have shifted and how important it is to be fluid in spiritual practices especially meditation because if you're stuck on I have to do 20 minutes every morning Mm -hmm. and 20 minutes every afternoon on my TM practice if you're focused on that a little bit too much, then you're really not in the flow of what it is that you need. Every day feels like a whole month. You know, the energies in every day are so full and they're so intense sometimes. <laughs> and they're really, so sometimes it's just coming back to your heart space and saying, okay, what do I need today? Maybe I don't need a meditation. Maybe I need a swim in the ocean, if that's at all possible, or a bath with some Epsom salts. What else do I need today? What do I need to eat today? I mean, you know, that's a, we're, we're all walking meditations. We're all, our thoughts are um, manifesting in our lives so quickly. The energy is that rapid. So it's really hard for me at the moment to sit down and do 20 minutes of Vedic meditation. So I would prefer to just go with the flow. But having said that, I find my day is extraordinary. If I do have an hour before my kids get up in the morning of just me, or maybe me and the dog, but just me, just doing my thing with a candle or a something to keep me focused, some cards. I feel so, so deeply nourished. 
Wow, so mm. beautiful. Thank you so much for that. And there were so many elements within that. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. Like, <laughs> for example, I love what you said about asking yourself, what do I need today? And I have a beautiful brother of mine, Nico, in Belo. And he was actually on a trip to Byron Bay. And I was like, brother, can I use your bedroom and do some podcasts and whatnot? Because I live in a guest house, as you know. And um, he's German. And I lived in Germany for a few years. So I speak German. And he had on the mirror, it said, was brauche ich heute? Which means, what do I need today? And I thought, that's so beautiful that he has that. And I'm like, we all need to be writing that on our mirrors on a freaking phone screen, change as a background, you know, because it's so important because that, like you said, that allows us to continuously tap in with the heart rather than the ego. Like, you must do 20 minutes or you're a failure. <laughs> yes. So I love that. And um, another thing that you just mentioned briefly was transcendental meditation. Now, I'm a little bit familiar with it, but I've never practiced it. But for the listeners and definitely for myself, if you could just explain that a little bit further that would be really cool and what that really means yeah sure the transcendental meditation is um, a meditation practice that originated in india a long long time ago and um, it's in the vedic tradition and what they what they do is you need to learn it with the teacher so you can't i tried to learn it on youtube and i couldn't find it so i was very confused and then <laughs> i found this amazing man who is now my mentor as well. And he taught me years ago and he taught my husband as well. And he gives you a mantra. Um, so it could be anything like um, but you're not allowed to tell anyone what your mantra is, which is why TM people are a little bit secretive maybe. Um, but om is a very, very effective mantra for anyone who's looking to um, transcend the monkey mind and find that really deep inner place of peace. And what you do is you repeat the mantra over and over again inside your head. You can start off fairly quickly and then you just slow it down, slow it down, slow it down, slow it down. Because what, what people have found is that when you are focusing on the breath, you can't go deep. So if you just want to focus on the breath to calm yourself, that's beautiful. Box breathing, beautiful. Anything that just really calms your body, I mean, great. Do that if that's what works for you. <laughs> Vedic is for people who really want to go deeper into that world of nothingness. And it's only happened a couple of times to me over the years where I've actually found myself in a space of absolute nothingness and bliss. And it's just been quite breathtaking and there's no words really to describe it, but that's the whole point of TM and you're meant to do it 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes in the afternoon. And it really does start your day. And it really is, it's such a beautiful thing to practice in the afternoon. When my kids are at school, they're home on holidays at the moment, but when they're at school, um, my son was finishing school at 3.15. And so I would look at the clock and if it said like three o'clock, I would turn everything off. I would sit down on my couch and I would meditate until I heard his school bell. Wow. So I would just have this gap and I would feel so present when he came home rather than halfway through an email, trying to rush, trying to speak to him. And so I really love that form of meditation. It's such a beautiful, it's very nourishing. Um, and it really does. It just, it goes beyond words with what the, the health benefits, the you know, mental, physical health benefits that have been researched that you find with this. It's just extraordinary. It's beautiful. 
Mm. Are you able to recite any or some of the health benefits just for the listeners or anything that comes to the top of your head? Well, it reduces, I mean, it takes you out of your fight or flight mode and it reduces mm. stress in that way. And there are so many, I mean, when you think of stress, stress is like the, the trunk of the tree. And then from there, you've just got all these branches that are different for everyone. So whether the stress is causing you a physical illness, whether it's causing you anxiety and fear, whether it's causing you to be like, um, you know, like a rushed person, always go, 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 never just stopping to take that moment to just be with yourself. And because of the very nature of transcendental meditation, um, you do really find deep, deep rest. It's, it's like, it's like going deeper than having a sleep. Mm -hmm. So you have this deep in 20 minutes, you can have this profound physical rest to your body. You're taking your mind out of your to-do list, out -hmm. of your hectic life. And you come back with this freshness, and really, I don't even want to look at screens when I've come out of a meditation like that because it's so jarring. You know, oh, you just want to, yeah, you just want to be with people or the dog or mm. the palm trees or the mm-hmm. sand. Yeah. So it's, it's quite personal. I mean, there are lots of listed health benefits that I can't really think of now, but mm. it is to me, what I can remember is that it all comes back to just diminishing that stress that that leads to so many imbalances in your life Mm, thank you for sharing that because i saw on your your profile that you're a meditation teacher is that what you also teach transcendental meditation no i i teach guided meditation so i have a bunch of free meditations on insight timer i love just to record yeah i'm gonna look you up (laughs) oh great oh please do i you know just before covid hit I wrote down all these meditations that were uh, inspired by nature. My husband is a sound recorder, so how lucky am I? Um, he, he recorded them for me, put some music to it, <laughs> and they sound, he's made them just sound incredible. And then when, you know, when people were in lockdown and people I know still are in lockdown, I thought, well, this is such a beautiful way to take people into nature because your body doesn't know that, I mean, your mind doesn't know the difference between actually being on a beach or closing your eyes and being on a beach. And of course we'd all prefer Mm. to actually be there. (laughs) But if you can't, then a guided meditation is just such a gorgeous way. And each of the meditations has a, a healing focus. And that's what I do whenever I, um, like I'm a mentor as well. And so when I'm mentoring clients, we always start with a five or 10 minute um, healing meditation and Mm that's always been my focus with meditation beautiful thank you i cannot wait to listen to some of your meditations i also have a few on that and poetry but i I need to come back to it because i have so many recorded but i don't have a sound loop or anything like that so they're not like super professional but yeah that's really really cool and you just mentioned there that you're a mentor if you'd like to share it a little bit about that that would be really cool yeah sure it just came up this year actually I was having a session with a psychic who's just the most gorgeous woman and she was like bang and then this and then this and then this and then she said oh she said you really see people's purpose really clearly for them don't you and I went yes actually because I always have this knack of awkwardly telling my friends what to do with their lives you know like I am that friend (laughs) who says Hey, well, you could, if you wanted to earn more money, you could do this. If you wanted to feel more satisfied, maybe you could try that. No, don't do that job. Go in here. You know, so I'm, I'm constantly 
telling people what to do in that way, really unashamedly. <laughs> but to hear from her and she says, you need to do one-on-one -on -one mentoring. And I went, okay, I just dove into it. And it's been wow. quite, um, uh, not quite, it's been completely amazing. Just wow. the, the deep fulfillment inside of me and the impact I'm having on other people. So I really love to connect with women who are, either unsure of their purpose or they're wanting to make a pivot in their career or even just complete overhaul and change. You know, like I love holding space for people through that process to really, to get them to see where their gifts and talents are, where they can really speak their truth, where they can really shine their full unapologetic radiance in the world where they can help other people and make a difference as well as open to receive the abundance that comes from that. Mm. It's been such a big blessing of this year is to be able to connect with women on that level. Wow. I love that. And again, once more, the perfect timing when a lot of women are leaving their jobs, realizing this isn't what they want. So that's really beautiful. I'm Chris, I'm noticing a lot of um, parallels between our lives. Like I also study psychology at university and like I also work with women and we're also Gemini and like doing all these projects. There was a few other things that I can't remember, but it's really, yeah. really nice to kind of see myself in you a little bit and to be like oh like this is the beautiful path that I'm I'm wondering now like I really see you as a, an expander if you're familiar with that term you know mm. like someone someone who is at the place where in the future I would love to to be at and I know that I'm honoring where I'm at right now in my journey I love it so much but it's beautiful to see like yes this can be done with mm. ease and with grace and with love you know it's mm. it's really really cool wow thank you for being that light and um just for the listeners who might be curious and and perhaps having a session with you what does that whole process look like in terms of mentoring mentoring like is it once a month you check in like what is that yeah what does that entail it's very intuitive organic and individual so some women um i work with for three months we connect every two weeks these are for the women who really um are changing a lot in their lives. They're making huge changes in their career. They're feeling really unsure and they need someone to take them through, you know, financial stuff, social media stuff, setting up um, their business in a completely different way. There are people who connect with me because they just want a one-off chat. They want a two hour session uh, where we just really riff on how they can take this idea and expand it into the fullness of all the possibilities, just give them a really big map so that they can watch their seed grow because I know how confusing it can be when you are, when you have an idea, but you can't see where that can go and then where that can lead to and then where that can lead to. Whereas somehow I get these visions for people where I can see, okay, well, if you started to share this particular thing on social media, that could grow into some eBooks and the eBooks could grow into um, an online retreat or a course or a workshop or, and we just keep exploring possibilities until they are just fully excited about the mm. ideas that are coming up for them. So it is, it is, it's actually really different for every woman that I connect with but the average time that I would work with someone would be for three months, whether that's once a month or once every two weeks, depends on where they're at. Mm, that's beautiful. That sounds like such an empowering process. And I love that you've, you stepped into that role and are embracing it fully. Like, 
I can I can feel also that it's truly a part of your dharma. And another thing we have in common, like helping women, because for me also like step into their dharma, step into their purpose. Oh, so so prevalent. And um, I'm just super curious what your other astrological signs are, if you know. I don't. You know what? Sign. No, they're over. Do you want me to get them? I would love that. Okay. okay. Hang on. Yeah. Okay, so Chris has just gone to get her signs. I'm so, so excited. I'm kind of wondering if she has Sagittarius moon, but I have Sagittarius moon because it's just such the role of the teacher and really wanting to, to step into that light of sharing with others, teaching philosophical wisdom. So we'll see. I was just guessing your moon sign. <laughs> oh, I don't even have them on me. Oh, you don't? Just, no, because I was going through them with a good friend of mine who was helping yeah. me understand them a whole lot better. And all I know is that I have a Virgo rising and she was oh. all like, oh, that explains everything. You are so neat and you love order. The wellness. <laughs> and, yeah. So yeah, that was really yeah. cool. So I have yeah. had a really good look at my chart, but no, nothing's coming to mind now. Isn't that interesting? That's okay. Yeah. You can let me know on Instagram. I will. I'm totally going to send that to you. <laughs> oh, I love that. So last night I was having some dinner on the balcony overlooking some mountains and and one of the guests, this guy just randomly starts chatting to me. And um, he's a really nice guy. And I was like, are you into astrology? He's like, no. And I was like, you might not know this, but are you a Sagittarius? And he was like, oh my God, yeah, I am. How did you know that? He's like, I don't know anything about astrology, but my sister just booked me in with an astrology reading last week and I had it and I didn't understand anything, but how do you know I'm a Sagittarius? And I was like, brother, I feel it. I feel it for me so hard. So, and then I picked up on his Aries energy, but I don't know, from you, from you, I'm, I definitely like that heart intuition was like Gemini, like boom. But uh, of course you shared that with me before I could ask, which is amazing. And then I was thinking Sagittarian energy and Leo. I feel Sag and Leo from you. I might be totally off because you know, we've got all of those planets and signs, but definitely send me a chart. I I'd, will. Love, I'd love to see it so That's much. So cool. Chris, I have no idea how long we've been going for because you're recording because obviously my whole system messed up um but i guess we'll i think it might have been an hour or so so yeah we'll, it's been an hour yeah oh <laughs> i could go on for like five more hours i'm sure <laughs> you could do. but obviously we want to respect your time and energy so we'll just wind wind down the interview and as we do so i just love to pull another one of your cards mm -hmm. i think that would be really really cool so we'll see we'll see which one wants to come and play Oh, this is beautiful. I pulled this one this morning. <laughs> so I taught a yoga class um, to the same dude I connected with last night. And yeah, I think I mentioned to you earlier before we hopped on the podcast and I was like, you want to play games? Like I've, and we just had such beautiful conversations and I pulled this one. Okay. So, okay. Have you ever experienced an instant soul connection with another person? Who was it and what did it feel like? I love that question. <laughs> Ah, oh, I love that question. Um, you know, moving up to Byron was such a, an explosion of meeting those people, those ancient, ancient soul connections. And yes, in Sydney, when I lived there, I got to meet some amazing soul sisters. And then I moved up here and it was just so instant and so quick. And I remember um, my 
mentor in Sydney had actually put me onto two beautiful women and she said, you have to meet them. And I said, okay, like these kind of blind dates don't always end well, but I'm going to trust you. And then um, I was emailing this one woman and I was trying to connect with her, but she was really busy. Would you believe I took my daughter to the beach like three times in a row in two weeks and we kept running into, and I didn't know it at the time, but it was my friend to be's daughter and her father and we kept running into them and then one day he said something um and he said blah blah Jody blah blah and I went oh wait a minute and then I finally got to meet Jody and it was just this instant yes it was kind of like sparks like yes I know you so well but it was also the deepest level of um ease and comfort and it was just such a, it's just been amazing from the start. We have, we just don't stop talking to each other. We just don't, you know, our girls are very similar, our daughters. And it's just been such a beautiful connection. But there have been so many of them around here. I've just been so blessed. I love, I love that card. <laughs> mm, so beautiful. Thank you for sharing. And what wonderful synchronicities that lead up to these soul connections unraveling as well, you know. Oh, it's so cool. And just curious, just what does it mean? What does a soul connection actually mean to you? I'm very curious on your take on that. I would say just someone who you've met um, in a previous incarnation, whether on this planet or not, that your soul recognizes. It's just an energetic thing. You know, your soul gets their soul. And quite often, you know, I shouldn't say quite often, but sometimes we have these soul connections, but we still have stuff to move through we still have lessons and healing and growth and it can be really challenging to meet some of these you know especially like a twin flame connection or mm -hmm. um you know in 2020 was all about really just clearing out so much trauma and i feel like we're moving through this portal now with the solstice that we had last week we're moving through this portal now where thankfully a lot of us have just healed and shared these old ways and now we can really focus on the new and i think that's what i think that's why like i met so many people last year who were so challenging on one level i loved them on another level i just wanted to run but i knew i couldn't because i had to really <laughs> fulfill that soul mission and wow heal yeah mm, so beautiful i'm so sorry i'm like i'm gonna wind it down but now like i'm like oh, I'm ask you. um twin flame connection what does that mean to you do you feel as though you have met your twin flame are you married to your twin flame? <laughs> like maybe personal questions but i'd love to hear a take on it because this is something that i've encountered very recently yeah sure my husband is not my twin flame uh we've known each other for 21 years we've been together for 20. he um isn't really from this planet <laughs> i said with love <laughs> He's just this, this gorgeous star being who I'm so blessed to spend two decades with and counting. Wow. Um, I have had friends in the past who have met their twin flames and I've seen how explosive it can be and not always mm. in a good way. <laughs> yeah. I started to research twin flames and um, twin souls. So this is my take on it. Okay. We all have twin souls when you're in more of an advanced soul, which doesn't mean you're better. It just means that you've learned, I guess, more on a soul level then what you can do is you, before you incarnate, you can split your soul. We always leave a little bit of our soul back home. Then we can split the rest. So let's say we leave 
10% back home, we got 90% left, we can split that 45, 45, and we can incarnate into two bodies. So there is the twin soul incarnating in two different people on earth at the same time. So I have had these really vivid dreams of walking through the back streets of somewhere in the south of France. That's all I hear and that's all I know, but I know it's a male and I know that that's my uh, twin soul. Yeah. It's really, it's so, that's such an interesting thing for me to understand is that my soul gets to learn and experience and express so much more by being in two bodies. And this is very common. This is why we have so many people on the planet right now. It's also <laughs> because there are a lot of people who don't normally incarnate here who have incarnated for this age of awakening, which is why the planet's super hectic. Anyway, Twin Flames is, oh, wow. It's fun, right? And for a while there, I didn't really believe in it. And then one of my really Same. good friends, Danny, yeah, yeah, she had this um, twin flame experience that was so, so intense. I was like, oh, wow, I've got to look this up. So I did <laughs> into twin flames. I was like, okay, this is really interesting. So you don't, they're not necessarily the love of your life, but mm. they come in like a storm, like a storm, like a <laughs> hurricane they come in and mm. then you, they challenge you in such a way that could be really beautiful and it could be really tempestuous but <laughs> they just want they that you you know on a soul level that they have come mm. to take you to the next level or well, actually you kind of go 10 levels up Oof. really when you get to live through those challenges so yeah this year i met my twin flame and it's been um you met your twin flame? Yeah. Whoa. Can you share about that? Sorry. I know. I know well, no, be- that's so fine. Um, <laughs> I met him um, through a group of people, you know, neither of us were, uh, how do I put this? Like he's happily in his marriage and I'm happily mm. in mine. So it wasn't mm-hmm. that kind of a meeting. It was, but it was still a really inten- intense energy that I had to work through. And mm. also the fact that I couldn't have a conversation with him about it. So that was really hard for me, but I just knew and trusted that there was some really big spiritual growth that was happening, really confusing for a while. And then we had this big confrontation. And after the confrontation, now I feel like something shifted. It's almost like he came through to break open my throat chakra because I had to really, really speak my truth with him. And um, I had these beautiful people holding space that I wasn't really prepared for, but it was just this really intense moment. And afterwards I felt such elated peace from what happened. So we're not really, um, we don't really connect that often. Mm. Um, there's no need to, right? No. But you're already so connected, literally your yes. half the other souls. There's no need, there's no need to connect often. Yeah, that's right. So, but it's been, it's been really tough. And now I have so much empathy for people who are experiencing this. So you've, you've recently met yours. Now you have to tell me about your experience. Yeah. I'm so curious. Oh my God. This is, that in itself is a whole podcast episode, yeah. which I'm definitely going to do, but in the short form, um, yeah. So I was living at this like yoga community and it was amazing. And, and my beautiful twin flame used to be there and then I was not there at the time and then he left and I arrived so we just missed each other and then my friend posted a photo 
um, on social media of like all the people who were at the community and I just saw his face and I was like, who is that? Not just because he was beautiful, which he is, but his energy was so vibrant. And I was like, I messaged my friend like, who is this guy? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> She's like, well, like, so she gave me his name and his Instagram and I, I just messaged him. I didn't even know where in the world he was, you know, where the travel is, where here and there. And anywho, he only turned out to be in Sydney, which was an hour away from where I was. And anywho, so he messaged a little bit. I find out he's also a poet and and like so am I. And our minds just work in such similar ways. It's so wild. And and anywho, a few weeks went on and I was doing a little workout outside. And my eyesight's pretty bad. But um this guy started walking up this hill. And I couldn't see his facial features because I should wear glasses, but I don't wear mine. Um, but I just feel this radiant energy and I'm like drawn. I was like, whoa. And then he went and sat down and meditated, waiting for his friend to come by. And afterwards I went up to him and I was like, hey, what's your name? And then um he shared his name with me, like just for for privacy now. I'm not gonna say his name because yeah. I don't want to like shine so much light on that right now. I just want to respect that. But and I was like, oh, that's you. Because in, in his Instagram, his hair was real long and I was hair was real short and he just cut it off. And straight away, there was this like, bam, like connection. And yeah, then we like hung out for the night all together as a community. It was amazing. And like, we went to Kirtan together and we ended up sitting next to each other. And he's just like beaming out this light. I was like, this guy's surely a Leo, 100%. I feel that. <laughs> anyway, and he is. And anyway, since then, like, so many so much happened so quickly like he's from the other side of the world in the US like I'm from the UK which I've heard is like a common thing with twin flames that you like typically on on other sides of the planet I guess it would be same for you as well south of France you know and um anyway so we met in my final week at the community and I'm like and we both just like straight away just vibe so hard and just went so deep with one another but then I was like we don't know if we're gonna see each other again and then he ends up coming to stay with me for a week before he leaves the country and we just have the most crazy time like eye gazing and seeing all of each other's past lives as lovers as mothers as fathers as children each other's children it's freaking wild and um yeah we went super super deep and then we're like again we don't know if he's gonna see each other or not but um that was a few months ago, but yesterday I just booked my flight to the Dominican Republic in the Caribbean, which is where he's at. So I'm going to go see him <laughs> end of February. And I'm so excited. Yeah. It's wow. Been it's been beautifully, beautifully intense. And um, I'm so grateful because I've heard like twin flames can be really rocky and they're not necessarily always meant to be lovers in this yeah. lifetime. You know, like you said, there's many other lessons and challenges that you overcome. But both of us feel really strongly that in this lifetime, our dharma for incarnating the separate bodies as one soul on this planet is to really step into the role of like spiritual facilitators and help people to heal and run ceremonies and retreats. And yeah, it's just crazy. That's amazing. What an <laughs> incredible story. I love it. I love twin flame stories so mm. much. They're so intense yeah thanks thanks for for listening to that and there's so much more so many really out there wild magical experiences but that's going to take too long for me to explain yeah. but i think i'll do a, a separate episode if yeah if you and, and whoever else is interested in, in listening on but sorry that was a huge tangent that was so good, <laughs> that was so good. such a juicy one mm. um but yeah so i wanted to just 
I, another question I just wanted to ask because I would love to have you back on the show at one point, but God knows when that will be. Um, because this is something that's been coming up for me a lot is um, children. Mm-hmm. And I've always been like so resistant to children. I'm like, no, I never ever want to have kids. And then like recently I was getting into lucid dreaming and in my lucid dream, I called forth my inner child and we did a lot of healing together in that space. I embraced her, we flew together. And since then, I've been able to connect with children a lot more. I'm not like, oh, go away. <laughs> I'm like having conversations with them and, and seeing all these beautiful conscious mothers in Bellingham, which is also a little hippie town for the listeners. Mm. And I'm like, what this baby's doing down with dog? Like, okay. And um, I'm starting to connect more with children. So I just, one of my fears of having children was that I would have to give up my whole identity and all the things I want to do to become a mother. But like, I see you in your light and I see you doing all of these incredible things. And you mentioned you have children. So I'm just curious, like how you navigate that, if that's really, really difficult or if it's smooth sailing, just, I know this is a big question, but I'm I'm very curious. You know what? I had zero clue that my children were going to be my greatest gurus. I mean, you want to learn some deep soul lessons. You want to clear out (laughs) your ancestral lineage, your childhood traumas, your past lives. You want to heal because you want to heal them as well. More than just being present and and happy and grounded as a parent, you want to help them as well. So, I mean, wow, kids are full on. And I know other people's kids are always like, you know, tell a lot of people, I love my friends' kids, of course. But other people's kids, when you don't have your own kids, can be like, oh, they're just so messy. Look at them. There's nappies everywhere. <laughs> they can't even get any food in their mouth. They're screaming all night. Like, why would I even do this? But mm. the, the beautiful thing about the mundane with, with your children is that you become, you learn mindfulness. I mean, if you want a real a crash course in mindfulness, have a child. If you want to clean up your crap, have a child. I seriously had no idea what was going to happen, but my spiritual journey, I I just wouldn't be where I am right now if it wasn't for my kids. They have called me to be in my, like live in my highest potential. You know, like I can't stand having a hangover around my children. So I quit alcohol in March and I never want to drink again. I would never do drugs. I never want to be out of the beautiful clarity and clear space of my being. So they've really just, they've not that I was super, super messy, but they've cleaned me up by just, they just look at you so innocently and you just think, oh my gosh, like how am I being <laughs> with them? So I think really like there are a lot of kids on the planet and I really honor people who say, this is not my path. Kids are not for me. This is not, I'm going to help humanity and I'm going to learn and grow in another way. And of course there are many valid ways to do that. Of course. Um, but for people who were drawn into having kids, yes, it's messy. Yes. It's definitely one of the hardest things you'll ever do, especially if your kids are in any way, you know, extra challenging, Hmm. but then. Which usually means like that they have extra sensory abilities that other people don't have. And then it's like, well, they're just trying to live that out. Exactly. And my son, when he came along 10 years ago, he was super chill. He was this, you know, neat little Libran dude who just wanted (laughs) to do the right thing. And he was really easy to, he was just really easy. I went through a really hard time though, just having him. That's when I needed to clear up my depression and anxiety because I was like, I cannot be a mom and Mm. still be anxious all the time. So I really dove headfirst into healing that. 
so yeah. that I could be the best I could be for him. And then I just started to feel great. And then my daughter came along and we call her um, a cyclone Ariella because she came <laughs> just after a cyclone hit Sydney five and a half years oh. ago. We had these, I don't know if it was classified as a cyclone, but it was is the most intense storm I've ever lived through. And then she was born the day after it stopped. And oh. we call her cyclone Ariella, but you know, she had so many things going on for her like major allergies, intolerances, head to toe eczema, wouldn't sleep. Like it was a really intense time. And I'm not going to pretend that I was super mindful, peaceful, happy mom holding space for her. I was a hot mess. That was like the hardest thing I've ever been through. But the other side of that, like who I am and who she is and the kind of people that we've met on our healing journey together has has changed our lives like just in the most extraordinary way like I don't even know who I would be without them and I'm not saying that like I said before you don't mm-hmm. choose to have kids it's totally fine you will get exactly where you need to go anyway mm-hmm. it's your dharma it's your dharma yeah. you're gonna find it right kids mm-hmm. just seem to accelerate it a little bit <laughs> I love that thank you so so much for sharing that I think that's yeah it's really really powerful to listen to and uh, I've had so many psychics tell me and my mom she's gonna have three children two of one's at one of the other I'm like no please no they all say the same thing I'm like oh my god but like since that whole healing experience I'm not like oh I really want kids but I'm not resistant anymore yeah. which is really cool so Thank you so That's much amazing. for helping me in that little way. Yeah. So we will wrap up now because I know I'm like two Gemini's. We could just go on for days. <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to share before we close up the interview with the listeners? I- I think the most important thing that we've touched on before is just to follow that voice of love. It's mm-hmm. really hard to follow it if anything is crowding out your mind and your life and your life force and your spirit. Tuning into like being really fussy, being really strong in your boundaries mm-hmm. is so important. And if you can just really keep your focus wide and expansive, it's not about cutting things out until you have this teeny tiny pinhole focus. It's wide and expansive. And that's why nature is everything. Mm-hmm. But if you can go to her, go to Gaia and let her heal you and let her hold you and then come back to that place of love within. I mean, that's really the key home. We are walking each other home. And this is exactly the moment when we look around and go, hey, who am I helping home? And how can I help myself? And who needs to help me? Yeah, it's all about the love. Mm. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And I usually do some fire rounds. I'm going to keep it to three quick, silly, not silly, but fun little questions. Because okay. obviously I've, I've, I've been chatting a lot. Um, okay. So <laughs> Chris is getting ready. Okay. So I just have my question. You distracted me with your workout. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. Okay. Now I have one. Okay. So if you could go back to your 18 year old self and give her a piece of advice, what would it be? Uh, my 18 year old self, that was when I pivoted at university to study psychology from music. That was a really big moment. It was also when I was considering leaving the church and I eventually I did around 19 or something. Um, I was so heavily involved in the church. So what would I say to myself? You, you already know what's right for you. Just keep doing it. You're so on the right path. You're amazing. Stop drinking so much. (laughs) 
and love yourself as hard as you can. Mm, beautiful. And what is your stay, your favorite self-care practice? Huh. Massage, whether it's a self-massage or actually getting a massage. I probably spend a little bit too much on getting massages, um, <laughs> but it is, it's just, it's just a game changer. I just love it mm. so much. And so that's really held me through this year is getting massages. You know, I know there was a period in COVID where we couldn't, but as soon as that was lifted, I was like, speed dial everyone who is available. <laughs> I love that. I've recently started getting um, shiatsu massages, which I've never had before, but holy moly, I'm hooked. They do like donation-based shiatsu every week in, in Bello wow. community. And I'm like, yes, get me that. So good. Okay, final little question that I love to ask on all of the, all of the episodes is, say you are on the moon. This is kind of like the desert island question, but I prefer the moon. You got your oxygen, you got your food, like your basic survivals. What one personal item would you bring with you to the moon? That's so hard. Like one. <laughs> How could you? I'm a Gemini. As if I would take one thing. I know. <laughs> one thing would be like a suitcase full of all my favorite things. <laughs> That's a clever answer. I, like I need, it. I would need books. I would need my phone just for taking mm. photos of Earth mm. as she changes <laughs> and total selfies on the moon. Come on. That's I would need hilarious. something to write. I would need crystals. Mm -hmm. um, if I could just take one thing, it would, uh, it would probably just be like a big, fat, massive journal. Mm. Um, yes. I'll, then I would need a pen. Oh no. Okay, I think, the journal I think comes with a pen. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's a fair assumption. But I feel you. I was like, I think mine would be my Kindle because there's like hundreds of books yeah. in that one little space. <laughs> yeah, just good a idea. Question. Is your new book on Kindle, by the way, just for the travelers who can't lug around a bunch yes. of books? Okay. Yes, and you can, yeah, you can buy it. If you look up The Call of Intuition, you'll find it pretty much on any, like any Amazon around the world, oh. any online bookstore. It's really available. It's not in bookstores in Australia, mm. I think for another couple of weeks, but it right. is coming. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm going to download it and I Yay. cannot wait to read it and listen to your meditations. And yeah, Chris, thank you so much. This has been such an expansive nourishing conversation and i know the listeners are gonna love it and i feel like this is i know i don't want to have favorites but like this interview gave me so so much and i feel like this was a really really powerful conversation so thank you for your time and energy thank you maddie so much your questions are so mm. great and i really you hold beautiful space for people to be expansive so thank you for what you do wow thank you sister, thank you, sister. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the rest of my conversation with beautiful Chris. Oh my goodness. I just loved this interview so, so much. And it was so inspiring to hear her journey and just how far she's come and, and everything that she she brings to this world now is, is truly, truly inspiring. So definitely visit her website, check out her offerings, check out her brand new book, check out her Oracle cards. Just, yeah, she's absolutely amazing. And as I mentioned, a massive expander for me and um yeah just so happy she's been on the show especially since you know I found those cards that she had and I had the intention I want to interview her and it just it all flowed so beautifully 
So next week's guest is with a beautiful sister, Alicia. And Alicia shares with us her journey of having made it to the absolute top in London in the corporate world to then completely reverse, just go in the opposite direction to now be this kind of hippie backpacker traveling around and um, yeah, to truly embody freedom and just diving in through her whole spiritual journey and breaking out of the rat race and transitioning into a space of creating healthy boundaries, nonviolent communication, overcoming codependency and just really, really beginning to to flourish within herself. So um, yeah, it's just a really, really powerful episode and she offers so many amazing tools for you guys. So I'm excited to post that one next week. But in the meanwhile, if you are feeling the call, I would love to mention about my 2021 Soul Alignment Ceremony, which is available. And essentially, it's, it's a bit of a workshop, essentially. You can make it a ceremony. And one of my beautiful sisters did the ceremony and she said she spent six hours doing it, which is amazing um, because basically you take it at your own pace. So it's guided with different rituals and activities and meditations and you can yeah make it your own ceremony so it could take you six hours it could take you one hour and you can just keep coming back to it and keep growing from the material and rituals I do offer so if that feels like it resonates with you check it out on my website the link is in the show notes and yeah thank you so much for tuning in if you feel that this show inspires you in any way or uplifts you i would love 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 if you could share this episode with a friend a family member anyone that you feel would be called to listen so thank you guys i love you so much i send you all of my blessings for this brand new week ahead